The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all. But then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Hey guys, this is Note to Self and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Note to Self. I'm Peyton Sarton, your host. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I feel like around the holidays, sometimes things get crazy. So for me, I use podcasts to like ground me, but sometimes I forget like when my favorite podcasts come out and I have to like binge them because things just get so busy around the holidays. I have gotten some really good feedback from the gifting content that I've shared just across the internet, by the way. So if y'all have not listened to the gifting episode, that was last week's episode. I'm pretty sure in that episode, I talked about how I wanted to do this week an episode about like the solo holiday experience. I'm going to go ahead and do an Ask P today instead, and we'll do the solo holiday experience next week, just because I wanted to think about that one a little bit more and like kind of just like what I wanted to share around that. For me, I spent Thanksgiving alone, so it was kind of just like based on that. And actually, my boyfriend was the one that suggested it. He's very creative, actually. I would say like 90% of the ideas, I'm like, what are you you talking about? But 10% of them are actually very good and things that I wouldn't have thought about. So I'm happy that he's confident enough to bounce those ideas off of me, even though like nine out of 10 are like, do you understand how the world works? Or like, are you okay? But we're going to talk about that next week. I'm going to do the Ask P this week, just because it's been a couple weeks since I did one of these. And I got some really good questions. We're going to talk about relationship stuff. We'll talk about friendship stuff the general gamut that we run on Ask P episodes. If you're new here, we like to do one of these once a month. If I can kind of scoot them in or in the topics or around the topics that I really want to talk about on the podcast. And sometimes I'll use the Ask P questions to inform like a full podcast episode topic. If you guys want to submit to Ask P, you guys can go ahead and do that. We have like a Google form. It's in the show notes. So wherever you're listening, definitely go look at the show notes and you can see that. You can also find links to the merch. The Lucky merch is out still. The teas are still really popular. We've got some of the newer Lucky merch collection out. The crew neck and the joggers are currently sold out, but we're working on a restock of those because it's truly my most worn sweat set of all time. What else do I have to tell you about this? Oh, if you are on your phone right now. I know plenty of you guys are like doing stuff, driving, whatever. But if you have your phone in your hands, can you please, as my Christmas gift, as my holiday gift, whatever you celebrate to give me, can you please go give Note to Self five stars wherever you're listening? Spotify, iTunes, that would be great. It really helps the show. And in this new year for Note to Self, I have a couple, I don't want to say changes, but maybe like upgrades that I want to make. I want to do a little rebrand. I have some really good ideas in mind. And I feel like I want to bring y'all a lot of the conversations that I have in my own life. I feel like sometimes when you hop on a mic, I I don't really know if we want to go super deep. And then I'm like, okay, if we go super deep into something, does every episode have to be like really intense and like talk about like life changing stuff? But that's not really a reflection of my life. Like I just like super easy, light topics day to day. And I also like talking about like death. There was like a tweet I saw recently that was like, I love women because they're either talking about skincare or death. And it really like revived something in me that I was like, oh my God, I could talk about both of those things. So for note to self next year, I'm really looking to switch it up a little bit and not feel weird talking about things that are deeper and like more, I don't know, possibly even controversial. And then also like talking about like my favorite things for the spring. Like I could do both of those things. It's also my podcast. Like I make the rule. What am I thinking? I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so I would love to have you guys along, obviously, for 2024. But I would also love if you guys gave the podcast five 
stars. That is key. And I love to see your feedback too on iTunes. I do actually like constructive criticism. I do not get offended by things like that. I think it's very, very helpful to understand what the audience is hearing, what they want, and just seeing the perspective that you'll have on myself as a podcaster, things that you like, things that you don't like, things that you think can be changed. And I really like to know like what are y'all are liking too. Like if you like something, please let me know so I can keep it around. What else do I have for you today in terms of updates? I'm actually recording this before I go to Scottsdale. So you guys can look on social media to find my trip to Scottsdale. I'll put everything in a highlight on my stories everywhere we go. I've definitely requested a couple things for the weekend. I have requested one that I have a date night. I'm going to visit my boyfriend. I want one date night. And then my best friend lives there. And she was like, well, I want a date night, Kelsey, who's been on the podcast. And so I was like, well, Joe, Kelsey wants a date night as well. So Joe's going to take me on a date night on Friday, me and Kelsey both on a date night on Saturday. And then I want Kelsey to meet like his single friends in Scottsdale. So we're going to do that. We had this truly amazing idea that unfortunately is not going to play out this time around because like we don't want to spend this much money on it. But Kelsey's never met Joe's friends in Scottsdale. And she's like, what better way to meet the boys than to just like throw a bit at them? Meaning her idea of this weekend was she wanted to pick Joe and I up in a Hummer limousine for our three person date that we're going on. And she was like, I just want to be hanging out of the top. It's going to be 7 p.m. I'm already going to be drunk (laughs) and we're going to go on our date. And then we're going to pick up each one of Joe's friends separately in the Hummer limo. And this is around going to be around 9 p.m. on a Saturday. And they're going to be not only confused when they see the limo, but confused when they, you know, walk into us three just us three drunk after our three person date. And then we're going to go straight to the club. (laughs) And we had this wonderful idea, but the minimum on limousines is like, I think five hours and it was like 150 bucks an hour. And we're like, damn, that's a really expensive joke. (laughs) But one day we will do that to someone. And again, none of my friends really listen to this podcast. Sometimes Iman does, I know, but hi Iman, if you're listening. What's up? Text me right now if you're listening to this episode. So none of them listen, so I can prank any of them with this. I just think it'd be so fun to go around in a limo, like a limo, like prom style. And also like after a three-person date, it just makes it a thousand times better. Anyway, we're going to do that. I've requested that we Postmates some queso from Chili's because I've not found a Chili's on Los Angeles Uber Eats or Postmates. And I want the damn queso. I love the queso and I love the raspberry lemonade. And that's when I'm maybe, I'll be postmating that. Um, I'm staying for a couple days, so definitely going to go on a hike. And I'll try some... I don't think we're trying... Uh, actually, we're trying two new restaurants to me. So again, I'll put it in a Scottsdale highlight for any of you guys who are visiting Scottsdale. I'll also put where we go out. Maybe I'll do like a solid review on on where we're going out. I know Scottsdale is like a place for like bachelorettes and, and birthdays and things like that too. So... All that content will be up on Instagram. There's new vlogs every week, week and a half-ish now, by the way. So if you guys want to check YouTube for that, that's on there. What else do I have for you? A Winnie update, because she is our dog now, because I share so much about her. She's been really great. Today, she, well, she peed on my bed for the second time, like I've said. So we've been sleeping on my couch because I've washed my sheets like three times. and like fully sanitized my mattress in every way I could find on TikTok. So she's running my life. I did wake up this morning, put on the outfit that I have on right now to go take her on a walk. Didn't mean for this to be my all day outfit. It looks like I'm wearing pajamas all day, but it kind of matches, which is nice. I do have to go to like two work meetings after this. (laughs) My hair is slicked back because I didn't have time to do it. She had some like stomach issues this morning. It's been a, it's been a whole thing. She, that dog, is a great puppy. She's not even like a problematic dog. Like she's not doing anything wrong, but it's just a puppy. So she does run my entire existence when I'm home at least. But she's learning really, really, really quickly. She's super easy to train. And I'm really excited to see what she's like starting to look like growing up. I had someone stop me on the street the other day and be like, I saw her when she was a puppy and she's starting to be so beautiful. And I'm like, okay, it's not just me. Like she really is so freaking cute. I also hired an assistant. I don't know if I talked about this last week or not, but I hired an assistant and I met her through my friend Jamie and 
she actually was my point of contact to adopt Winnie. So now I get to see photos and stuff that she's sent of like Winnie's siblings, which is so cute. So that's my little Winnie update for you guys. My little mini life update for you guys. In terms of content corner, I took two screenshots or three to prep for this. All TikTok again. I follow this girl named Sydney Hoffman. Her at is at Sid, S-Y-D period Hoff, H-O-F-F. I want this girl's life. Her house is absolutely amazing. It's like a, a really amazing mix between like modern and then like farm adjacent life. Like they do have animals, but not like they're not like taking care of like like ranching kind of animals. So it's just like just enough to where it's it gives you life, but it's not like a ton of work because ranch and like farm life actually is not kind. OK, I don't think I'm cut out for it, to be honest. I've lived country adjacent enough in my life. And I come from people who come from the country and it's a hard life out there. I don't think I'm suited for it. So I like this version of it. She's always cold plunging. Their house, again, is so interesting. And I just feel like her lifestyle is really cool. So obsessed with her content. And then I've been following Pretty in the Pines. I'm pretty sure she's like big on Instagram. I've definitely seen that handle before. Her name is Shelby. It's, I think at Pretty in the Pines. Oh, I actually have two for you guys today. She's the last one. I really like her home content. I think it's really interesting. And I like the way she decorates and like kind of makes a house a home. So loving that content for sure. In terms of podcasts, I have, oh, actually in terms of not like podcast and audiobook, because I picked up an audiobook. By that, I mean, I just downloaded it on Audible. And I'm loving Audible, by the way, actually. I guess I pay per month. I'm actually not sure if I'm paying per month for this, but you get like credits. I feel like I always have enough credits to buy like whatever book I'm wanting. So I started reading the book or listening to the book Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. And I don't know if that's how you say her name, but this was something recommended to me by Emma Brooks. And I started reading it on audiobook because it's just like an intro back to reading for me when it comes to like reading fiction. And it's a pretty good book so far. I feel like if I was reading it in a book form, like before I went to sleep or something, I would like fall asleep. So I'm listening to it and I'm really interested. I'm only halfway through. So I'm really interested to see because I've seen online that there's like not controversy over this book, but like people are like torn on whether it's a good book or it's not really good. So I'm interested to see where I fall in there. And then podcast wise, I've been listening to a lot of Dear Media podcasts, The Bad Broadcast, The Bitch Bible, Creeps and Crimes. Let's see what's in my little queue right now, actually. I was just listening to Creeps and Crimes today. I've turned into a giggler. I like the Giggly Squad. Sometimes I don't like, like, commentary episodes where I kind of like things that are more on, like, a like educational or on a topic or, like, are a crime, like, a story. I've been listening to, like, The Opportunist, for example. That series is great. But I really like Giggly Squad. So I'm into that. Also, I've been listening to the Yellowstone soundtrack a lot. And I have been listening to my cozy country playlist. If I do say so myself, it's a pretty good playlist. You can just search me on Spotify and just like search cozy country and you guys will see it. It's a couple hours of what I think to be really good country music. It's more Texas, like red dirt country music rather than like more upbeat pop country. So that's why it's my cozy. Today's episode is sponsored by Tacova's. So if you guys have listened to Notes to Self for a little while now, I kind of rave about Tacovas in every single episode. I also do so on my Instagram stories all the time because I have so many pairs of Tacovas. Definitely as a person who has a ton of cowboy boots, my most worn brand for sure. There's a couple reasons for this. One, I love all the options. I have the Annie boot specifically in three different colors. And then I have the Abbey boot in one color. I think the Abbey is like a taller boot. So it's more like chic. And then the Annie is like your classic cowboy boot. If you do not have the Annie boot from Tacobas in a black, you need to have it right now. So one reason I love Tacobas and something that I feel like a lot of people have really taken a liking to is that they are really comfortable out of the box, like straight out of the box, which is rare for a cowboy boot. I feel like you usually have to like wear them in. As a person from Texas, I have worn in a number of cowboy boots, gotten some blisters. They're always great in the end, but these are 
truly like you take them out of the box and they're so soft and they're so comfortable. I size down about a half size, by the way, in Tacovas if y'all are going to go shopping. So if cowboy boots are on the holiday wish list this year, give the gift of Tacovas. Tacovas Western boots for men and women are handcrafted from top-notch hides in a variety of timeless and fashion-forward styles. Like I said, the Annie for me is definitely a timeless style. The Abbey is another one I really like for more of a fashion forward. And they've also got some like shorter styles that I really like. Handmade by skilled craftsmen in a time-honored tradition made to stand the test of time. Cowboy boots truly will last forever. My friend Iman came over and borrowed some boots for her Nashville trip. She took a pair of my Tacovas actually. And she was like, I don't know which ones to take. They're all so nice. Like, I don't want to get them ruined. And I'm like, Iman, these will, you know, withstand the test of time. Like I've said, I've had so many of my boots for so long and taken them with me from like tailgating and college to like going to the ranch and just like working outside, being outside to just like going out in Los Angeles. These boots will last you for a long time. So if there's a Tacova store in your neck of the woods, swing by for Western hospitality, a cold one, a boot shine, gift wrapping supplies all on the house. You can even get your gift custom leathered stamped or branded. Plus their expert staff is ready to guide you to that perfect pair. And if you're still stumped, grab a gift card. They fit everyone. Start off gifting season on the right foot at Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. Don't go gently, y'all. Today's episode is sponsored by Woo More Play. You've heard me talk about Woo More Play many a time before, and that's because I want all of you to be having great sex. It's good for your health, both physical health, your mental health. We all need to be doing this, okay? I'm very, very on board with that one. Woo More Play is an all-natural sexual wellness brand that uses only good-for-you ingredients. So if you have not tried their coconut love oil lube yet, you are missing out on the best sex of your life. And I will say that strongly. Coconut love oil is silky, non-sticky, and feels so natural on your skin. I recommend using it for everything from foreplay to sex to massages, whatever. It's edible and it tastes and smells like a vanilla cupcake. So I actually have a bottle of this on my nightstand. It's actually very cute as well in terms of the packaging, but I do keep the little packets on hand as well, especially if I'm traveling. I travel with the like kind of just like one-off packets you can use. Very easy. They also have the little quickies wipes you can travel with as well. So I have both of those in like a little travel kit. And I will be taking both of those things with me to Scottsdale this weekend. If you want to introduce a third party in the bedroom or step up your self-care, Woo's vibrators are just what you need. Choose from a G-spot or clitoral vibrator that are so cute you won't want to hide them away in your bedside table, much like the packaging of the coconut love oil, by the way. Also, it's gifting season and I can't think of a better gift for yourself or your significant other than Woo's luxurious coconut oil lube or a toe curling vibrator. This actually would be such a sick gift. I should have added this in my gifting episode. It's kind of like a cheeky gift for a partner, especially. And like I said, the packaging is so cute. It makes for a perfect gift. This holiday season, Woo is giving you 20% off your purchase and randomly choosing orders that use my code to refund their entire purchase. That's right. They're randomly choosing orders to completely refund. Head over to WooMorePlay.com and use code note to self at checkout. That's WooMorePlay.com, code note to self at checkout. All right. So let's get into these Ask P questions. I have a couple here. And if we have time, I'll add more to our list. But I wanted to make this kind of like an episode where I pop in and pop out because I know you guys are busy and the holidays are chaos. So we'll see how many we get to today. Thank you guys so much, by the way, for submitting your questions and allowing me to read them into the void. I wanted to say up top, like I always do, I don't know your life. This is kind of just for entertainment purposes. I do want to take a stance and I find myself a lot of the time qualifying things and like seeing both sides or whatever, because I want to be fair, obviously to you. And if you're asking me this question, but I think what I really want is just need to get, I need to go with my gut on things and I will obviously answer more candidly or my, that's my goal. My thing in life is I can just see all this. Like I just like to acknowledge all the sides, but I do want to say, I don't know your life. 
I don't know your entire story. I don't know the stories of the people you're dealing with in these situations. What you want might be different from what I want. What you value is different from what I value. So I can only do this from my perspective with as much information about you and whoever else that you give me. And I don't know everything. So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt because I am just a person on a on a podcast mic who deemed myself deemed myself interesting enough <laughs> to pick up a podcast mic and start talking on it. I will say I do feel validated by people that listen. I'm glad that you guys are listening. It does make me feel like I'm not that big of a fucking idiot, though I feel like it sometimes. But it, it's I'm just a podcaster. OK, I don't really know a whole lot, just like the rest of us. I have no idea what's going on. So let's start with that. And with that little note, let's get into question one. OK. Hi, Peyton. I love your podcast so much. You always give great advice. I'm 23 and I'm in my first relationship ever with my boyfriend. We have been dating for almost six months and everything is going great. There are no real issues with our relationship and I am super happy. However, I've noticed lately that I'm feeling a little more dependent on him, probably more so emotionally rather than financially. I'm normally a very independent person. I started my career in finance two years ago after I graduated university and I've been living my life on my own, meaning without a boyfriend, up until now. I am super comfortable doing things on my own, but also love having this companionship. I listened to your previous podcast about being hyper-independent, and I see some of those qualities in myself. I don't think that I'm losing who I am as a person, but I would love to hear your advice on navigating a new relationship while staying independent and true to yourself. Also, I love the idea of taking yourself on dates or being able to spend time alone, like you have mentioned before, but I think sometimes it's getting over that uncomfortable part first, especially since I'm getting used to always having him around. Would love to hear your take on this. XOXOJ. All right. I love this topic. By the way, the hyper independence and dating relationships episode. I can figure out what episode that is for you guys. On Spotify, you can just like search in the note to self feed for things. If you scroll all the way up to the top and search for like keywords, but I will find it because I don't think you can do that on iTunes. Okay, it's number 46, episode 46. And you guys can always see the number of the episodes, by the way, in the very beginning of the episode description. So yeah, it's episode 46. We're on episode 121 right now, by the way, for reference. Or I guess this is 122. So let's talk about this. This is something that I dealt with getting into a relationship because I feel like many of you, I think I started this podcast while in a relationship. So many of you might only know me as a person that was in a relationship for a while. But pre that relationship, I was pretty much single for 26 years on purpose. I did have some like smaller relationships, two smaller relationships in there. But they didn't really feel real. They were very much long distance. And though Joe and I started long distance, it always felt more like a relationship from the start is what I mean by that. So anyway, I have been told my entire life, this is just my backstory on this, that I am not entitled to anything. I think my parents were really stressed about us feeling entitled to, to certain like niceties or like people care about us or, you know, anything. So like, I feel like every day of my life, I heard like, you deserve nothing just, just based on being alive, which I actually do have a problem with. I do think like people deserve like rights and things like that. Like that, that's not something I'm going to teach my kids, but there's a part of that that I do think is correct. But it kind of, as a person with anxiety and as the firstborn child and all of this, I already like was independent and I crave independence because I crave control. Like I want to control my life and controlling your life is a good thing. Sometimes I don't say that in a negative way, but also for me, when it came to relationships, I wanted to make sure I wasn't jumping into something just because I understand how love can be. I understand like how getting butterflies and like all of that can control your thoughts logically. And I've, I've really dived into this now getting back together with someone that previously, like we broke up and I try to make sure that my emotions aren't clouding judgment. But when it comes to independence, it's something that I've always really not only prided myself on because other people prided or told me it was like a really great thing that I was so insanely independent, but it became part of my identity. And I think getting into a relationship taught me that there is good independence and you do need independence in a relationship. But for people like me who use that as like a crutch or as an identity like characteristic, it can be hard to give that up in a way that you do need to when you're in a relationship. Emotionally depending on someone, not completely, but a little bit is natural in a relationship. It's going to happen. I mean, you're not going to be completely detached from a person that you're in love with, especially when you spend all of your time with them. And especially when it's someone as close as 
a boyfriend, maybe turning into a fiance and a husband, someone you're going to build your life with. I mean, that's you share like the most intimate parts of your life, literally, and also like emotionally with that person. So for me, it took a lot of like detaching from the narrative that I had to be so hyper independent because I don't think that any of us necessarily need to be, especially in a relationship. Now, if you felt like alone in your childhood, if you felt like you had to take care of things, I kind of felt that way when I was young. I felt like things weren't going to happen if I didn't do it. And I just had a lot on my plate. I feel like as a kid, it's almost like a survival mechanism to me. So I realized my hyper independence and being in a relationship, by the way, taught me this. There's so much I learned about myself being in a serious relationship that I wasn't able to learn outside of one. And there's obviously so much you can learn outside of one as well. I feel like you need both. I learned in that relationship that it's okay to rely on people. It's okay to rely on my partner for things. Though it makes me feel unsafe, it's okay. And that's a hard pill to swallow if you're a person like me who has a hard time trusting people to show up and trusting people enough to rely on them for things because maybe people failed you in the past or maybe you didn't let anyone in enough to even be able to start trusting them or relying on them. So one, I would give yourself some grace. It is absolutely normal. And maybe look at why you rely on this like independence so much because we're people, we're communal, we're supposed to be around other people. Of course, this is a balance, right? You want to be independent and you want to be able to rely on other people because I just think that's healthy to do both. So from what I've, you know, lived through to this point in my life. So it was weird for me to fall into being like, almost like addicted to somebody, you know? And it, and of course me being addicted is like, yeah, I'll make concessions in my relationship. Um, for example, we moved for his job a lot, which is something that I actually enjoyed. Yeah. Moving is like annoying sometimes, but like, I really actually enjoy moving and like starting over and that whole thing. I, I actually, I love it. And now that we're back together, by the way, I'm actually looking forward to the time when I can move again and make a new little life for a couple months and then we'll move again. And like baseball season's just crazy, but I'm a big fan of that. And me learning that about myself and being like, Oh, I'm moving for a man. Like I shouldn't move for a man. We're not getting married. So like, why should I move for a man? Why should I give him this? It made me realize when I really looked at myself and thought like, what do you actually enjoy? I thought, Hmm, I'm moving for a man and I'm moving for my relationship, but I actually like, this is something that I really enjoy. So look at what you're deeming as like, you know, being too dependent versus being independent. Like for me, the moving a lot, I thought that was like, oh, I'm just being so dependent on him. When really I was like, I actually like it really do enjoy this. It's not a big deal for me. And in each of the places that we've lived, I've made my own little life. And it's been so fun to live a life with someone, but also somewhat parallel. So I would look at it like that, especially if you're living in the same city or living together you guys do have a life together and you share a life together. So it's okay to like, to be like connected and dependent on a person in that life. But I almost look at it as two separate things. Like we've got, we've got my life, this big, like I imagine this big, like, orb because I'm a visual person. And then within my life is my life together with my partner. And then my life with my friends is a separate thing. And my life with career. And sometimes they mix together. Like for example, me and Kelsey and Joe going on a three person date. That's my love life and my friendship life kind of coming together. But I have all these lanes that I like to run in and they exist separately and they can come together when necessary. So what I would do to maintain independence is, again, first, give yourself grace. Allow yourself to be a little dependent on someone. I mean, yes, is it hard when you're dependent on someone and a relationship ends? Absolutely. But that's fucking life. That's what happens. You cannot be so like hard and independent and intense about that and be in a relationship that is warm and cozy. You know what I mean? You run the risk and any relationship is going to be a risk, by the way. So it just, it's just how it works. (laughs) You have to risk it. I think after you give yourself grace and understand that you're going to have this life with someone and it is going to be, you are going to be intertwined in a way that might make you uncomfortable, get comfortable there. And then Make sure, I like that you mentioned the taking yourself on dates. I think once a week, taking yourself out somewhere intentionally, whether it's to lunch or to 
a museum, or to a nice dinner, or even, like I said, my favorite thing, reading at a bar with a little martini. If you drink, taking yourself on a coffee date and just like maybe reading is such a good, solid activity to do by yourself. I would say going on a walk, yes, is something to yourself, but I want it to be more intentional in my life at least. So take yourself out somewhere just absolutely 100% by yourself. I do this now even like with Winnie, my puppy. I will go do things by myself without her too because I was kind of doing my like going to lunch by myself with Winnie and it just kind of becomes about her and like a lot of conversation about her, seeing other dogs, whatever, which is good. But I also need that time for myself. So doing your, your dates by yourself, important making sure you are, you know, obviously spending adequate times at, at work. For me, I have, to, I have control over my schedule. So I had to like really schedule in. And when I'm working, I'm working. I'm not canoodling with my, with my boyfriend. Friends, schedule in your time with friends. I think when you get into a serious relationship, it can be easy to overlook all of these things because you just get like so excited to see your boyfriend and you guys are in love and the whole thing. But you need to schedule this time in intentionally if you're feeling uncomfortable with how much time you're spending with your boyfriend. You feel like you're truly getting too dependent. Schedule the time in to be really intentional about it, spending time apart. Because I also think this is great for a relationship because you do need to have the I miss you factor. And I think it's important that you do have your own life. Again, let's say when I lived in D.C., I moved there because Joe's job was in D.C. for his baseball season. Now, even though he was injured, he's been injured for two full seasons, by the way, and now he's actually back and we're he's entertaining some really wonderful offers, which is going to be really exciting for the next year. Fucking finally, after two surgeries and, um, you know, 16 month months of injury rehabilitation, <laughs> I would die if I couldn't do my job for 16 months. That's absolutely insane. Anyway, I moved to D.C., though, for him. And even though he was injured, he had to spend a lot of time at the field. So I could have sat around and waited for him to come home. Or I could have made my own life. And I was able to do that. Like I was there for his job and for us to be together because I have leniency in where I live. But I created a life out there. So I knew like a friend of a friend that lived out there in D.C. So I connected with her. There was another influencer, Mary, who's been on the podcast before. She also has a podcast, by the way, who I connected with via social media. So I just went through the avenues I had and found anyone that I knew out there and connected with them. I actually kind of connected with a number of people from Texas and like from my college and from from my high school actually as well. And I just kind of reached out to anyone who was out there in DC trying to make a connection. And I would have lunch or we'd have work days together. I would record with someone. I'd go out even like just leave Joe at home and go out with some of my friends out there. So I really tried to intentionally schedule in time where I could for myself. I would have full day work days at Hotel Briggs, I feel like is what it was called. I I feel like my memory is already slipping and I would spend the day working from that hotel because I loved it so much and just out of the house because if the team was traveling because he was injured, he wasn't going with them. So Joe was home a lot and we'd be home. I'd find myself alone with him in the house all day. So I'd even like maybe go work. I had a little office in that apartment. I would go like close the door and work in my apartment or my office and just be separate. Because that makes you more excited at the end of the day as well to come together if you live together or to see each other. If you're not living together, maybe see each other like every other day or something like that. So I think space is really good. And also it's something that's going to help you, in my opinion, make the relationship last because it's going to be that kind of like that kind of built up excitement to see each other. And I think that that's really pure. And I think it's necessary to have that time apart. So I like that you're acknowledging this and I would be, like I said, just very intentional. Take those steps to be intentional every week. Make a little plan to have some time and some really good quality time for yourself and with your friends and family and for work and whatever else it is that you need. Today's episode is sponsored by Revolve. This is my favorite. These are my favorite ads to record. I don't know. I have just so much to say because I could just like, I could go on and on about Revolve. I have been a fan for years and years and years. And I've been lucky enough to go on some Revolve trips. I love the team. I love the people on all the trips. I love how they curate everything. And I freaking love the clothes. Y'all know I love the clothes. So Revolve is definitely my go-to style destination. 
I mean, here's my main reasons that I shop on Revolve. And it's probably the same for you guys. So many options. So many options and so many price points. They always have the coolest brands. Whenever I see like an up and coming brand on Instagram or something, I pretty much know it's going to be on Revolve. If it's not already on it on Revolve, it'll be on Revolve shortly. A good example of this is my friend Pia's brand, Heaven Mayhem. Love that you can order that on Revolve. And she's like killing it right now. She's actually been on the podcast before. I'm obsessed with Pia. So they just know. They just know what's cool. They know what the cool New York and LA girlies are loving. On top of that, the very quick free shipping and easy free returns. So nice. It feels like I just like go on there, kind of go crazy. And if I need to return something, I can return it. Simple, easy. It makes my life easier. I'm just obsessed with Revolve. So right now I'm shopping on Revolve for uh, holiday everything, obviously, from casual stuff and like cozier everyday wear, especially going home to Texas. It's going to be much more chilly than it is here in California. And obviously more occasion dressing. I am obsessed with a lot of things from LPA right now, actually, but they've got a number of really amazing brands, like more high-end. They've got like Bronx and Banco. They've got Retrofet, which is wonderful if you're like getting like a really cute holiday outfit. The Helsa brand, amazing, immaculate. I love everything from Helsa from their more like fancy chic date night stuff to the cozier sweaters and stuff like that. Just the perfect cut and the perfect fit. Also, they have Forward, which is Revolve's luxury sister site featuring designers like Bottega Veneta, St. Laurent, The Row, Burberry, and so much more. Wonderful. Both of these options are wonderful for gifting, by the way, especially if you got a luxury girl in your life. I would definitely check out Forward. So Revolve always delivers with free and fast two-day shipping and returns. So if something pops up last minute, they've got you covered. Visit revolve.com slash note to self to shop my favorites for all your upcoming plans this season. That's R-E-V-O-L-V-E dot com slash N-O-T-E-T-O-S-E-L-F. So we've talked on note to self about my morning routine and how I kind of like to keep it short and sweet and simple. I cannot go through a thousand steps right when I wake up in the morning. It's just not my style. But I do like to have my little morning habits, like getting some sunlight in my eyes right in the morning. I try to get out of bed instead of laying in bed for too long. One thing I do every single morning, whether I'm at home or I'm traveling, is drink my AG1. It is my morning habit that makes me feel like I'm really taking control over my health and it just makes me feel good. So I gave AG1 a try because I don't like taking a ton of different supplements and I kind of just want a single solution that supports my entire body and can cover my nutritional bases every day. So we all want to feel healthy, right? Like I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, immune support. I don't want to take a ton of vitamins and pills, like I said, and I want a supplement that doesn't taste horrible. So knowing all of this, I gave AG1 a try quite a while ago, actually. And I drink AG1 in the morning before I start my day, like before I make my coffee. I'll usually wait to have my coffee until like an hour, hour and a half after I wake up. But AG1 is like the first thing that goes in my body. And it makes me feel one hydrated because you're drinking a full like cup of water. And then also makes me just feel more energized over time. It makes me feel like my immune system is running properly. I just feel healthier. Like I feel a little more invigorated on top of the fact that it's like a dopamine hit to have that habit every single morning. AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live a healthier, happier, and better without having to complicate your routine. Because again, we know I hate <laughs> excessive steps. I just, I want it to be simple. So every scoop of AG1 is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food source ingredients of high quality that give you major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. AG1 is delivered to me every single month, so it's really easy to make it a daily habit. I also have the single serving AG1 travel packs, so I never have to miss a day when I'm out and about or traveling. So if you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash note to self. That's drinkag1.com slash note to self. Check it out. All right. Number two, 
Hi, Peyton. I'm a follower from Italy, and I'd like to start by saying that I really love listening to your podcast. I feel like I have grown a lot thanks to you. The thing I wanted to hear your opinion on is what do you do when one of your closest friends is a very judgy and negative person? I have been friends with N for almost 10 years now, but in the last two years, we have become very, very close. She is an important person for me, but lately I started to notice her negativity and her comments more. I don't know if she's always been like this and I never noticed or if she just changed recently, but I feel like most times the way she talks about people or situation makes me uncomfortable. My quote tactic until now has been not giving much credit to her comments and just talking about something else or trying to justify the person situation she was talking about to make her understand that I didn't feel the same way she did without making her feel attacked. But lately I was wondering if she should know about her behavior so that she can maybe work on it and stop doing it. I know that she's not a bad person and I think being aware of her behavior could help her and me enjoy more things. It is very upsetting going outside and seeing her sulk just because she doesn't like the music. At the same time, I don't know if I'm in the position to tell her this. I'm afraid she would get offended. What would you do? Thank you if you read this. Hope you have a good day and sorry if there are any mistakes in the text. Love, G. Okay, are we all living the same life? Okay, I feel like we all, (laughs) everyone's gone through something like this. If not exactly this, something similar. You're from Italy. Hello. We've We've got international friendship problems. One no mistakes at all in the text, by the way. This was flawless to read. Okay, so in talking about friendships, we know how I feel. I am willing to walk away from friendships no matter the length of the friendship. If something very serious happens, if something that absolutely crosses a boundary for me happens, we're done and we're leaving you in the past. This is a little bit different. I mean, it is a long friendship. You say you've been close with her in the past two years. When I'm approaching a friend with something like this, because I do think our friendships, our close friendships and relationships especially are kind of a mirror to us because there are so many things that we each do that we don't even realize that we're doing that might be ruining our experience and obviously the experience of the people around us that we love and care about. So it can be hard to hear these things from a friend. It can be hard to hear these things from a partner, but I do value comments like this as a person who does do things that can be annoying or negative, whatever it is, we all do things. You know what I mean? Though I can say, I'm trying to put myself in her position right now, by the way, I can say it is hard to hear. So I think with this, I think it might be good to say something, especially because I understand that people can go through phases in their life where they're a little more down or they're a little more negative and they aren't let's say practicing lucky girl syndrome for sure and being a little delusional. So I think I would like to know this about myself. And so for that reason, I'm going to say, I think you should say something to her. Now, I think the approach is really important. I don't think you should act like you are on a soapbox. I don't think you should act like you're looking down on her at all. I don't think you should act like you pity her at all. I don't think you should act angry with her because again, this is a topic when you approach a friend, it can be like a sensitive subject. And especially if she's being this way because of something else going on in her life or in her head, if she's just gotten to a lower point, we need to approach with caution and with like a lot of compassion. And the way I would say it is not like pointing fingers, but I would be like, I would almost go at it as like, are you okay? Kind of thing. Like, hey, are you okay? Like, I've just noticed you've been kind of like more... I don't need, I feel like negative can be a trigger word for people, but I feel like you've been a little bit down and just like maybe critical of people. And you, you could maybe use the word negative. It just depends on how you say it, I think. But you just be like, I know you aren't like really like this. And I'm just wondering if there's just like anything going on, you know, because then it gives her an opportunity to talk to you about stuff and it acknowledges it without having to like point fingers at her and make her feel bad about it. Because again, you never know what people are going through even like your best friends. It can be hard to bring up stuff with your closest people sometimes because you could feel judged and stuff like that too. So you never really know. And I would definitely talk to her about this. I would just approach it like that. Be very like, are you okay about it? And like, I'm noticing this. And I think sometimes when people are in a negative headspace, I don't like it when someone's trying to push me to be positive. But I think that There are ways to like do it that don't feel like you're being, she's being put in a position that she has to be positive and play this part too. So be compassionate. Just ask her like if she's good basically and like tell her you noticed maybe a couple things that have 
made you feel like there might be something going on in her life because she's going to be able to now take that and think about it and be like, hmm, okay, what am I doing? How can I be more positive? Maybe share the lucky girl episode with her later. Don't do it all at once, but share that episode with her and be like, I love this. Let's be delusional together because that's what lucky girl syndrome is, is being a little delulu and just like, I used it to get out of a funk for me. And I feel like it's a fun delusional thing to do with your friends to get you out of like a negativity thing because it's just kind of silly and it does make you look at more positive things, which makes them more apparent in your life. So you can go back to that episode. Just go search like lucky girl note to self and you'll find it. All right. Number three. This is the last one because these are taking a little bit longer than I thought. Okay. Hey, first, love the podcast and your advice. So I've been with my boyfriend for about a year. He's 25 and I'm 22 and he doesn't really plan dates. He is more of a homebody and would sit at home every day if not for me. I've expressed to him that I want him to plan more and how it would mean a lot to me if he put some thought into a date night. I brought this up for about four months now and it still hasn't happened. I'm not sure if this is a deal breaker for me because it's making me question the longevity of the relationship or if I'm being dramatic. All right. One, you're not being dramatic. Let's start there. There is something about bringing something up multiple times that drives me absolutely fucking insane. I know it drives everyone insane, but I, as a person who's very clear about things, I get my, I need to be a little softer to be honest, but I will get my voice on where I'm like, hi, hey, I need to voice something to you right now. This is what's happening right now. And this is what I would like to happen. And it's very important to me that this happens and I don't know how it has to happen. I don't want to be too controlling. Let's let's go into the date night example. Uh, I'm not going to be like, hey, I need to go to a date at this place at this time. We need to do this. It needs to be expensive or, you know, what like very specific. I just say I would like to have a date night. Now, do I want to even say that? No, but that's like the next step. All right. Like, I don't even have to say it. I just want them to do it <laughs> because they know it's what I like. But after we start doing the date nights and we're doing well with that, it's like training, you know, like I'm training Winnie right now. Then you just say, hey, I would love if maybe you just planned a date night without me having to prompt you. But that's that's step two. All right. So let's go back to step one. You are one, not dramatic, like I said. And when you have to bring up something a bunch, it's just like it's like why women get the trope of like nagging. And whenever anyone says like women nag a lot, I'm like, it's because you're not fucking listening. Obviously, if I said something once, maybe twice, okay? And you delivered because most likely it was something easy to deliver on, okay? Date night could be literally anything. Then I don't I'm not have to I don't say it again. I'm not nagging. You got it. You figured it out. You you gave me what I needed in this relationship, so now I don't have to say it anymore. And I know the feeling of like being like fuck, I have to bring this up again because it is important to me. You're not going to just like abandon yourself, which I appreciate about you. I also had this issue not with the not with the not listening to my date night thing, but the not wanting to leave the home. I'm like, what is it with men and not wanting to leave the house? There's so much to do out there. Like, we're girls. We want to go on our hot girl walks. Why don't they go on hot boy walks? Why is that not a thing? We want to explore. We want to be out and about. We want to be out in the world. I mean, like, come on. So I I think you guys can exist together, obviously, but he's going to have to put in some effort on the date night. And for me, this would be a deal breaker because I don't want the rest of my life to go this way. One, I don't want to extrapolate too much, but if you're saying to him something is important to you, and I don't know if you've expressed how important it is to you yet, or if you're just like saying it kind of willy nilly, I would definitely make sure he understands looking him in the eyeballs, how important this is to you and why it's important to you and then see what he does. If you've already done that and he's still not doing anything about this, this would be a deal breaker for me because I think it shows that he's not really respecting what you want. And then down the line, like there are going to be bigger things that you're going to need commitment on or want from him that are like much larger and more involved than a date night. And I feel like sometimes this is, this is a foreshadowing a little bit. But you do need to have a conversation about like how important this is to you and why it's important just so you like crossed, you know, everything off your list that you need to do on your side to make this work. And if you like to be out and about and he doesn't like that and he's not making the effort to meet you halfway, I just feel like you're right in thinking the longevity of this. You might grow resentful and all that stuff. But this might be a conversation like literally this exact thing that I'm saying might be a conversation to have with him before you just like, you know, 
cut ties and leave, obviously. Let them know how important it is to you and let them know that like this is something that like maybe you don't want to be cooped up in the house for the rest of your life. You do need to go outside and do stuff and you need him to meet you halfway. I think that's a good conversation to have. And then if you do everything you can and he still is acting like this, then maybe it's time for you to go. All right. So that's my, I'm going to just do three today because I, like I said, wanted to make this a little bit quick and I could go on and on and on forever. No career ones today. I actually didn't see any like holiday related ask P questions. So we're not doing one of those either, but tune in next week. We're going to talk about, you know, kind of being home alone and it doesn't need to be maybe you're celebrating the holidays by yourself. Like I did Thanksgiving by myself because I was sick, but even just like if you're living alone and you want to get festive for the holidays, I'm in the middle of that right now. I'm taking my holiday festivities very seriously as a person who lives alone. So we're going to talk all about that next week into this whole holiday series. My note to sell for myself this week, by the way, is to go slower. I'm always in a rush. Everything is chaos. And I feel like I carry that energy with me. I feel like my notes always switch from just start and do the small things to get used to the bigger thing or they're slow the fuck down. And they're kind of, we toggle between those notes to myself every week, but I do need to go slower. I really want to be really just like present this weekend. I want to be present in, cause I'm kind of, you know, obviously rebuilding a relationship with somebody that I have agreed to not be in a relationship after a couple months, a few months of repair that made me feel comfortable and things. I just felt like things aligned well, but we're still, it almost feels like a new relationship again. It was 10 months that we were apart from each other and I want to be one, not in a rush. That's one thing I've done with getting back together that I haven't been like rushing it. It might seem from the outside, like things went fast, but there's been things going on in the background for a while now. So I've taken my time for sure with this. And I want to just continue that. I want to go slowly when it comes to work. I feel like I'm more creative when I do that. I want to go slowly when it comes to my friendships. I want to be really present with my friends, especially around this time of year. And then I also want to be really present in my relationship. And also as Winnie grows up, I want to be like very patient and calm and like a safe space for her. And I feel like I've done a good job of that, but I just need to do more of that. That's my note to sell for this week. Make sure you guys come find me on Instagram at Peyton Sarton. You can find the note to self Instagram at NTS by PS. Note to self is also on TikTok as am I. That's a four different accounts for you guys to peruse. You can find me on Instagram or on YouTube. Just search Peyton Sarton. And that's it. That's it for me today. I hope you guys have a great week and a good start to the holiday season. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you. So please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to you all next week. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.